Hi, I'm Sadie. I'm American and I'm living in Japan. Konnichiwa. I'm Akane. I'm Japanese and I'm living in US. And this is the Foreign Exchange Program. In this show, we invite you to listen in on our insightful discussions about language, culture, society, and personal experiences living and thriving in a foreign country. What are we talking about today? So, today I'd like to talk about something I experienced with foreign languages during a trip I took to Europe a little bit ago. So, nice. I want. <laughs> yeah, I want to explain what happened and then Akane,、mm-hmm. I kind of want to hear your thoughts and、mm-hmm. feel free to ask questions, comment along the way. But this was so, I don't know that I would say un- kind of unexpected.、Oh. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to talking about it. All right. So, yeah, I went to Europe a little while back. Um, it was my first time going there. I was very excited. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it was great. I had fun.、Um, I went to Spain and to Italy. And I also stopped in Germany just for a second on a layover,、mm-hmm. but I don't really count that too much.、Um, and when I went, originally I thought I would try to use some Spanish.、Mm. In Spain and a little bit of Italian in Italy. And I tried a little, but it ended up being a lot harder to do than I expected.、Mm. Like a lot harder. <laughs> Hard, harder.、Mm. It was more difficult than I thought it would be, yeah, to use these languages. So let me set the scene. Okay. I'll, descri- I'll describe a situation. <laughs> so I'm at an ice cream shop in Barcelona and I want to order some ice cream, right? Like chocolate, whatever.、Um, when I get up to the front of the line to order, somehow a mix of Spanish and Japanese comes out of my mouth. <laughs> I start speaking. Both languages. So I start with quiero, which is like I want in Spanish. That's fine. Okay. Like un chocolate, chocolate, something. Good, good. And then I wanted another flavor, but I said, atoa. <laughs> Immediately I switched into Japanese. Atoa is like, and then, or also, like, you know. And- <laughs> Continuing my order, I struggled like to battle Spanish words and Japanese words. And I, I was thinking, like, why? Why is this happening、mm-hmm. to me? My brain is so confused.、Mm. <laughs> and when the cashier was asking how to pay, the first thing that came to mind was kado de, like <laughs> using a card. But obviously, I can't say that. And I was such a mess, the cashier ended up switching to English <laughs> to communicate. <with> <laughs> Because my Spanish was broken and I was speaking a language that she didn't understand. 
So she's just like card. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's so, interesting. Uh, it was, it was hard. It was really mm. difficult. And pretty much any time I would try to use Spanish or mm. even a little bit of Italian, I would have this battle in my brain, like mm. a fight to use the language that I wanted to use. But unfortunately, <laughs> a different language was coming out. <laughs> like, mm. like I wasn't able to say what I was truly wanting to. Um, Japanese just kept going, ooh, I'm here. Use me. Use me instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, shh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you right now. I really don't need you right now. I will say there was one instance in Italy where we went to a shoe store and it was actually run by a Japanese woman who was living in oh. Italy. So I did get to use Japanese a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Now you need to use Japanese. <laughs> at the, yeah. At the end of my trip, I was able to use it a little bit, but otherwise it was completely useless and people couldn't understand me. So I'm like, why, why is this happening? Mm. Um, so as a reminder for some people I mentioned in the podcast in previous episodes but when I was a student I studied Spanish for several years I traveled in Mexico using Spanish like it's not the first time that I've used it for travel um, and I knew it very deeply back in the day mm. and I studied a little Italian too I studied a semester um, I wasn't expecting to be fluent in Italian or anything. So my expectations were lower, but still I wanted to use some simple words. Um, but yeah, I, you know, once I moved to Japan, I didn't focus on those languages anymore. Right. I just kind of let them go because my main focus became Japanese. Mm. I had like one co-worker several years ago who was fluent in Spanish so I used it a little bit with her at the time but that's it I haven't really met Spanish speakers in Japan besides that so there are a few opportunities few chances and it just kind of like got pushed to the side while Japanese became my main focus and Yeah, I can I can like switch between English and Japanese pretty easily now. Mm. But I found whenever I tried to add another language in there, even one that I used to be so familiar with, mm. it became incredibly complicated. Mm. Like I just couldn't I couldn't do it. My brain couldn't handle it. That's really interesting because, you know, you're English native speaker and then I'm sure English is more comfortable than Japanese. But, mm. and then I'm sure you understand maybe, no, maybe English is more convenient in the situation than Japanese. Maybe they're not fluent in English, but many people know or, you know, just, you know, several uh, phrases during the mm -hmm. transaction. Maybe sure. they know those uh, phrases. So it's more logical you use English in the situation but for some reason your brain chose Japanese yeah 
Right, right. And, you know, Spanish was the, I learned it earlier, right? I learned that language Mm. first before Japanese. That language has been around in my brain much longer than Mm. Japanese has. And yet my brain would still try to default to Japanese. You know, I I what I could use English, right? But I was trying to mm. use I was trying not to use English at first. <laughs> at first. <laughs> Just to see if I could do it. And I couldn't do it. <laughs> mm. How was the trip when you went to Mexico? Did you have same situation? I mean, no, because it was a little different back then, right? Because when I went to Mexico, I wasn't living in Japan at the time. I had barely started studying Japanese. Um, and Spanish was still like I hadn't taken a Spanish class in a few years, but it was still pretty accessible in my brain. Mm. And I was fine. Like mm. I could get around, I could communicate. I did all the things I needed to do in Spanish when I was in Mexico without really any trouble that I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to like use English. So this <laughs> was just so unexpected and so weird. It felt so weird. <laughs> and that's like, they must think I'm a f- like, who is this person? What language are they speaking? What? <laughs> What is happening to them right now? Are they okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> so the reason why I'm laughing is I feel like Japanese language invaded your brain. It the did. part in the Spanish, you know, Spanish language was sitting, but like Japanese language. <laughs> yeah, this no, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh. I've laughed at it too. It thinking about it, it feels so silly. Like. Absolutely. Japanese, I think, kind of dominated and took Mm. over. You know, I think I don't know how it would have been if I had kept some familiarity with Spanish throughout Mm. the years. Maybe it would have been easier to use. Maybe not, though, because Japanese was still such a big focus, right? Mm. Yeah. but actually, this story reminds me a couple of my students. Mm, mm-hmm. So, like, usually at the end of the semester, I I will have oral test with them. So, one-on-one yeah. interview. And usually, they're really nervous because, you know, until that time, we don't talk one-on-one in Japanese. Right. <laughs> a couple of students started to say some Spanish words to me. <laughs> And they like exactly the same reaction as you. Like, oh, I don't know why I'm saying Spanish. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> kind of opposite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes me feel a little better. I wonder, I have to assume that this happens to people who pick mm-hmm. up multiple languages over their life. But, you know, I grew up monolingual. I picked up a language in school. Um, and now I picked up another language just through study and immersion and all of that stuff, but I didn't grow up bilingually or multilingually. I am guessing it might be different for native speakers of multiple languages, Mm. 
I think they probably have their own issues, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that people who are born monolingual but pick up language later mm-hmm. maybe have trouble with. Um, it's like, and what's funny is, you know, when I got to Spain and I heard a lot of Spanish, like I could remember a lot of what it meant. Mm. The meaning started to come back to me. Like when I heard things a couple of times, I was like, oh yeah, that means that, that means that. Like I could recall it, but whenever I started trying to produce it, I just fell apart. Mm. (laughs) So your listening was pretty good then. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. But, and reading, you know, reading is fine because it's very similar. Like I can remember a lot of written stuff as well, but again, when it came to production, it was just a mess. Mm. Um, And unfortunately, like it happened several times, this sort of uh, unfortunate situation where (laughs) I tried to use (laughs) Spanish, but Japanese came out. So eventually I just kind of gave up and started using English, which made me sad because Mm. I wanted to use another language, but I had such a hard time with it. I was like, it's going to be easier if I use English than <laughs> try to keep up this horrible mess of Spanish and Japanese. <laughs> so, And it was, it was easier to use English. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. But it just like makes me wonder about this. I'm calling it language interference mm-hmm. where... I don't know if it's the most recent language in in your brain like that you've learned. I don't know what causes that that kind of confusion. Mm. I'm guessing learned languages share I can't remember the details of it, but I'm quite positive learned like non-native languages share the same space in your brain. Mm. And I'm guessing that your native language is potentially separate from that i could be wrong but that's my guess Mm, what sounds like it the way you did yeah um it's just like there's not enough space in the foreign language part that just could (laughs) they couldn't get along (laughs) Mm. i don't know but yeah it i felt bad like after that i just only said you know gracias or Grazie. You know, I I got discouraged from it. It was really strange feeling. Mm. And it like made me sad because I used to be good at Spanish. Like I said, I, you know, could travel through a foreign country with it. I studied it for many years and Mm. now I just like, I can't even say a sentence hardly. (laughs) Do you think your Japanese is now better than your Spanish? Like, it's not only speaking, like, in general. That's a good question. Yes, I think. Mm. With the caveat that reading Spanish is still easier, obviously, because kanji is a mess. Um, I see. Yeah. And written Spanish. There are lots of words that are similar to English and the sentence structure is similar to English. So that the 
grammatically and reading and that sort of stuff, it's still easier, I would say. Mm. But in general, as a whole, yeah, I would say Japanese has become mm. better. I see. At this point. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> if you went to Europe, I don't know, maybe several years earlier, maybe the result would be different. Maybe mm. you could use more Spanish or the Japanese didn't <laughs> interrupt your Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I just, it felt so weird. Again, I can't, I don't even know how to describe my thinking, like my way of thinking in that situation. It just came out suddenly. Like, mm. I wasn't really thinking, I guess. <laughs> I was trying to be kind of natural or, you know, in the moment, but. Not preparing something kind of made it worse, I think. Mm. Maybe if I had rehearsed a phrase or something beforehand, it would be okay. But just trying to speak in the moment, it like mm. just didn't work. That's yeah. interesting. Like a reflection is like using Japanese. Yeah. Because I'm sure all the information you earn, like, oh, I'm in Spain, I'm talking to a Spanish person. I need to use Spanish, you know, then, you know, it's so logical you choose your Spanish, but right. for some reason you use <laughs> Japanese, then it's kind of, how do you say, like, uh, without, like, uh, unconsciously, your yeah. brain choose, it sounds like a reflection, you know, if you, like, touch somewhere, like, react. Uh, as a reflex, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It just automatically went to that, mm -hmm. because... I think that's just what I've been feeding my brain so much for the past several years. So mm. it just goes to that. But it just, it's interesting. You know, I, I've been to other East Asian countries. I've been to Korea. I've been to Taiwan. Um, granted, I didn't have any real knowledge in the Korean language or mm. um, Mandarin. I believe they speak in Taiwan, but I don't remember having such a big, clash <laughs> even trying to say simple phrases in those countries like oh. I don't remember something like that happening because again they were never dominant like I never learned those languages to any sort of fluency so uh so at the time you just used uh English to communicate people there. in Taiwan mostly English and in Korea very broken Korean <laughs> 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 very simple very broken korean <laughs> mm. but taiwan i could mostly use english yeah um but yeah i don't remember having that same sort of conflict at the time in my mind but it truly felt like i was like the words were battling each other to get out of my mouth like for me to say them it was a really really weird sensation mm. i don't know I'm I sure think... you're really surprised because you didn't kind of imagine or expect, right? That's why you were really surprised. Yeah, I was just like, oh, you know, I'm in Spain. Like you said, I have the context. I have the environment. Everyone around me speaks Spanish. Like, 
it'll be fine. I can, you know, and I was re- like, I reviewed a little bit before going to Spain, but even in the moment in with all of that around me, I still just could barely get out what I needed to. Mm. And, uh, yeah. The funny thing is Spanish is more close to English than right. <laughs> I know. I know it is. And you would think it would be easier to, <laughs> to use Spanish to recall Spanish because it's close. But even like how to construct sentences was getting jumbled in my brain. Oh, you mean grammar? Yeah. Like、oh. halfway through a sentence, my brain would try to put Japanese sentence structure. <laughs> Where it doesn't need to be and doesn't make sense. <laughs> it was not just the words, it was how I was constructing a sentence. All of that was affected. It was very weird.、Mm. It was very weird. Is the sentence structure,、uh, Spanish sentence structure, is close to English? It's very similar to English, yeah.、Mm. So it's very different from Japanese. I see.、Um, Yeah. So that added to my confusion. Like it wasn't just the words, it was the order, like the placement. It was all getting mixed up. It felt so weird.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never experienced something like this before. I wonder if any of our listeners have had a similar experience if you've studied multiple languages in the past and tried、mm-hmm. to use them. Please tell me <laughs> you've had <laughs> this awkward kind of experience before, too. And you've made yourself look silly in front of a bunch of people <laughs> speaking nonsense. <laughs> I don't know. I would love to learn more about what it is that causes that. Is it just like recency? I don't know. Is it just like having、mm. the most exposure? I'm not sure why they fought、mm. so much in my mind, but I'm just curious. And then, if you s- start to learn Spanish again from now, and、yeah. <laughs> what will happen? You know, <laughs> maybe you can kind of review whatever you knew, and then, you know, your. Maybe your Spanish was a little rusty, but maybe getting better, better, better. And the、mm. next time when you go to、uh, Spanish speaking countries, what will happen? <laughs> yeah, that would be, I could do my own little research project testing myself, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I wonder what would happen. I don't remember if I've said this on the podcast, but. I think I did with my like study goals or something. One of my goals I said with Japanese was I would like to get good enough to be able to use Japanese textbooks to study Spanish.、Mm. I think maybe if I have like, because I've obviously studied it from an English perspective. So studying it from a Japanese perspective, maybe. Could help balance things a little bit too. I don't have any like direct connection in my brain between Spanish and Japanese yet. But because I studied Spanish from English, maybe it's, I, I don't know.、Mm. That might be nothing, but it might help like 
separate or differentiate or keep them in their own spaces better mm. i'm not sure but i would like to try at some mm. point just get like the basic you know textbook and review and yeah that sounds kind of efficient you can maintain two languages mm. two foreign languages and see what happens yeah <laughs> i that's that sounds really i don't know you know I I was always thinking, oh, you'd be nice. I can speak one more language someday. But that sounds so hard to. <laughs> I don't make it sound very fun, do I? <laughs> yeah, it sounds so uh, hard. Like sounds like maybe just usually people have two containers, like a native language and one more. Even some people just have one container if right. they're monolingual, but like. Adding one more container sounds, you know, difficult. You know, if you focus on just one language, like in your case, right now you fo- focus on Japanese, mm-hmm. then, you know, basically maybe you just have two containers right now. If you want to maintain one more, you need one more yeah, case. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't have it right now. <laughs> I think, or if I do, it's yeah. very, very tiny, mm. <laughs> very small. Uh, yeah, I don't. And this just makes me wonder about polyglots. Like, how do they do anything? Mm. People who can speak, not necessarily to full fluency, but have a decent handle on several languages. Like, mm-hmm. how do you do that? I can't. I, I don't understand it. Mm. <laughs> how they're I would love to know how their like how their brain looks. I'm sure there's some difference in like the language center mm. between true like polyglot multilinguals and monolinguals or bilinguals. Or... <laughs> Maybe they have a shelf from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Is there something about their brains that makes it easier to contain multiple languages compared to others? Like, there's so many questions I have about how successful mm. polyglots mm. exist, <laughs> how they are. <laughs> well, so sounds curious. like, you know, polyglots versus bilingual is very... I don't want to say different, but I feel like really different stage. Mm. Even I know someone, uh, mom is Japanese and Mm -hmm. dad is Korean and they Mm -hmm. live in U.S. Okay. So kids go to daycare or kindergarten, so they use English. And of course, you know, both parents want their kids to have, uh, to learn, to acquire Korean and Japanese, but it was difficult for the kid. Mm-hmm. Mm. It seems the mom says seems he got confused between three languages, so they stop one of the language, mm. you know, just for now because it seems really hindered to develop his language, you know, general ability. Yeah, actually, I had at my previous school, I had a similar situation. I taught this woman who was Korean. And I also taught her young son Um, and she was married to a Japanese person, but she also 
knew English very well and wanted her son to know English, Japanese, and Korean. And teaching him was like there was a noticeable difference between him and his um classmates mm. he was like three years old i think at the time um yeah like he defaulted to korean for sure because that was the language that his mom mm. spoke and he was around her the most i think um and like if i would you know, if the kids were being naughty and I would tell them, like, stop it or whatever in Japanese, he wouldn't really respond or listen. Mm. But he didn't know English very well either. So, like, communicating, it's hard. It's hard with them. Um, and production-wise, too, it felt, like, a little bit slower. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know the right answer. I'm sure it's possible, but you have to be really patient and... Mm understand that it's going to take longer mm. for certain things to mm. develop you know because there's so much input from different mm. areas it's tricky yeah I would love to know more about it though mm. um but yeah it was just it was a weird weird experience for <laughs> sure well it'd be funny if, you know like some Spanish responded in Japanese to you. Imagine, imagine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I would have been shocked. No way. Absolutely no way. <laughs> I will say though, I like through this experience, it was frustrating not to be able to use foreign language mm. as much as I wanted. But it also reminded me of the kind of usefulness of English, mm. right? Because when I did finally switch to using English pretty much only, it was very easy to communicate with people. Like, mm. I had no trouble in mm. Spain or Italy. I was in big cities, so I'm sure it's easier there than small towns or whatever, but like you can travel to other countries and just rely on English and you know still try to use a few words it's nice to use a little bit but mm. for main communication like having English only is okay like that's so I feel so privileged so lucky mm. that English is my native language because I can go so many places and talk to so communicate with so mm -hmm. many people you mm -hmm. know i understand why <laughs> like <laughs> people want to learn english i get it i get it <laughs> it's useful <laughs> it's a useful language <laughs> but i think you know native speakers can take it for granted right mm. especially if you stay in your country like your english-speaking country for most of your life i think it's easy to lose sight of how strong of a language English is mm. um, but this trip really reminded me like no mm. it's it's super useful and yeah it just helps me like get the perspective of my students a little bit better again understanding like why they would want to study it you know because you can just communicate so much more easily with many many more people Mm. right that's great yeah 
I I totally agree with I also experienced many times, you know, if I don't speak English, you know, I couldn't meet many, maybe I could meet, but I couldn't get closer or I couldn't have a good relationship with them mm-hmm. or maybe I couldn't get a job. I couldn't be here right now. So it's really useful. And then especially when I met non Japanese people who know English like for example Korean friends Taiwanese Mm -hmm. friends German friends you know because I don't speak those languages but they know English I know English so we can communicate so I feel like I'm so grateful I can speak English Mm -hmm. yeah so if you have trouble with you know other foreign languages English is a really good one to know. (laughs) It will will save you from a lot of sticky situations, I think. (laughs) But anyway, that's that's all I wanted to talk about today. Thank you for Uh, listening and commenting. And (laughs) thank you for sharing. It was really interesting, and you know, reminds me how English is important. And Mm. you know, it's really nice to keep learning, and. I mean, of course, Japanese is a really fun language, but in some far- countries, not that useful. Right. For me, living in Japan, absolutely, it's useful. But if I go to Spain, it's not going to be useful. You know, <laughs> 99% of the time, it's not going to be useful. So, <laughs> but no, it was just, um, it was an interesting experience. And I, it, does motivate me to kind of want to get mm-hmm. back into dabbling in Spanish again to see, like you said, what would happen if I go back someday. We can uh, record another episode again if I <laughs> if I make it back there. Maybe you know maybe from next time we should speak in Spanish then. <laughs> bueno. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. If you enjoy listening to our show, please consider leaving us a rating or comment on your preferred podcasting platform. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email us at foreignexchangeprogrampod at gmail.com. We'd love to get some feedback from you all. You can find us on Instagram as well at foreignexchangeprogrampod So feel free to follow us on there, send us a message and get notified when new episodes are released. Thanks for listening.